AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Hey everybody, welcome to Mini Crush. Early morning edition. Early morning edition. Welcome to Second Cup. Listen to you. Yeah. Is that your Lois Reitz's voice? Well, this is my, uh, it's funny, I just talked to my buddy Matt in the hallway, who is a musician. Yeah. Works over at MailChimp. Okay. And uh, he said that Pharrell, is that his name? Sure. From uh, from Nerd? Yeah. He said yeah. Pharrell records. I told him I was recording first thing, and he said Pharrell records first thing in the morning because that is when the voice is the sexiest, like deepest, and uh-huh. and I'm also sick. So he was like, "Dude, you're, you're about to rock the, the sex talk. You sound yeah. downright sultry, Chuck. I'm getting the goosebumps. Yeah, I sound kind of gross. Actually, I got sick at the tail. I got sick in Sydney, Australia. Ooh. Was this? Are you are you okay? Are we okay? Should I be should you be quarantined? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, I did wonder like. If I got some weird Australian rhinovirus. Mm-hmm. Is, that, uh, is that a thing? Well, rhinovirus is just the common cold, basically. Oh, but, wow. Uh, I don't know if it was some weird strain there that they can't fix here. You know, I'm hearing it now, Chuck. You got a little nasal action going on, Yeah, too. it's a little bit gross. It's okay. All apologies. No, no. You don't want me to exhale deeply. I have the raspiest. It feels like I am uh, should be in a sanatorium. I'm waiting for you to exhale deeply. Oh, that was the movie. Yep. This is a movie show. Nice ref. How's it going, dude? It's all right. So I am sick. Noel, you're a little down in the dumps. I'm a little sick in the head. So uh, this should be, <laughs> these next two episodes should be pretty great. Woo! Uh, so I watched, uh, I went and saw Black Klansman in Perth, Australia, 
because I had I got there and I wanted to stay up and uh, try and get myself on a regular sleeping schedule. How'd that work out for you? So I was like, all right, I need to stimulate myself. I took a big walk, hung around, walked around Perth, and then— um, Cuddled some koalas, I, I, I take well, it. Well, I did that later oh, on, okay. for sure. Uh, they just hand you a koala when you get off the plane. Right. It's actually pretty great. Yep. You and have to return would... <laughs> it when you, when you go back? Yeah, oh, okay. I do. Uh, and then I went to uh, the movies because I was like, that'll stimulate my mind. And I went and saw Black Klansman. You saw it, right? I have not seen it yet. No, I've heard. Oh, I thought I've you heard, saw it. No, I didn't see it yet. I've heard good things though. I have not been making good use of my failing movie pass. Oh, the movie pass conversation. Yeah, are we past due for it? Is you, it still around? No, it's still around. I think I haven't tried using it, but it, it, uh, they keep sending me these spammy emails that clearly are like, "Please don't forget yeah, about are you us." Still there? Please, but don't go to movies either. You're right. Yeah, because we can't afford it. Right. We love you, but stay home for now. Well, then I'm doing them a solid because I haven't used it in a couple of months. Yeah. Well, you should – maybe if you see Black Klansman, we can uh, crush yeah. to judgment. Just judge it. Yeah. Good movie. I totally dug it. But it was a little weird seeing it in Perth because it's like there's so much uh, shame at the end as an American. Uh-huh. And I was walking out of the theater and I was like, do they know? Do they? <laughs> do they know I'm American? Yeah. You can pass as an Aussie, I think. Oh, sure. Why not? Aussie? Aussie. Yeah. Aussie. So, uh, I thought we would do a little segment called Movies on a Plane, since I just spent, uh, I took 10 plane flights in 11 days, people, on this tour. It was a a grind, to say the least. Uh, I did have two great days off, but the rest of it was a bit of a grind, and I watched a lot of movies. I bet you did. So, I just figured I'd kind of go through these real quick, and we just sort of wrap about the ones that you've seen. Okay. Without doing full reviews. Yeah, hopefully I, I don't disappoint. But I've been watching some movies on planes myself lately, so maybe there's some overlap. All right. Well, I saw, uh, and shout out to Virgin uh, Australia and Virgin Atlantic for yeah. the, dude, they do it right. They give you like filet mignon stuff? Well, it's just good. It's just the way you should fly overseas uh-huh. on a 13-hour flight. Yeah. And that was just, you know, I had to do Atlanta to L.A., L.A. to Sydney, Sydney to Perth. Because we just did it ass backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we got to Sydney, I was like, can't we just start here? <laughs> I see. Do I have to get on one more plane? How, how long is the flight from Sydney to Perth? Uh, I feel like it was about five hours. I mean, it's it's like flying across like L.A. to New York. Yeah. Yeah, I forget I forget the size of countries other than the United States because it's I big. have tunnel vision, my yeah. friend. Oh. It's, a, it's a fucking continent, Noel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So uh, I saw the Han Solo movie. Hated it. You know, I didn't hate it. I I didn't like it. I'm somewhere in the middle. You know what? I, I'm overstayed. I just wanted to say that phrase in that voice. I was like utterly indifferent to it. It did nothing for me. Yeah. I was kind of bored Which is by sort of it. the biggest disappointment of yeah. all is to be just completely like, eh. I don't really remember anything about it yeah. now that I'm talking to you. Like it, I saw it right when it came out. Yeah. Uh, my kid liked it. Because it was kind of a swashbuckling, you know, adventure flick. Sort of. But I just don't really remember what – I know there was a heist and Woody Harrelson was in it, and that's about all I recall. Yeah. Just disappointing overall. The the first sign of like, oh, boy, they're really start like, is this what we're in for? Or like – and I know there have been bad Star Wars movies, but like are we we just going to get these mediocre character movies one after the other every other year now? 
Well, I think it was such a flop that it made them kind of change their strategy. A yeah, they put bit. on the brakes, didn't they? I think they did a little on, bit on, on some of the other uh, the other origin movies. I yeah, think. I think. Um, I definitely think they took notice and they were like, "Okay, we can't just print money anymore with, with Star right. Wars." Right, exactly. Which is a good message to send. Which is the fans deserve more. It just wasn't great. What's his name? Uh, Donald Glover was good. I enjoyed. Like he did a good Lando Calrissian. Yeah, but. He wasn't even in it very much. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was just so mediocre. Yeah, I agree. All right. Tully. Did you see Tully? No, it looked good, though. Tully was very good. Not what I expected. Uh, I won't give away too much, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Charlie's Theron, uh, written by... uh, uh, Diablo Cody? Diablo Cody and Jason Reitman directed their, I believe, third outing together as writer and director. Jason Reitman? Yeah. Which one is he? He he's Ivan Reitman's son. He directed Up in the Air oh, and Juno. That's right. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, of course. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't realize he was related to Ivan. Yeah yeah. That's his kid. Yeah. That's how it works in runs, Hollywood. Runs in the fam. Yep. Your dad's a director, so you're going to be a director. My dad was an elementary school principal, and so I'm a podcaster. Mm-hmm. That's my how da- that works. My dad was an asshole, and uh, and I'm a podcaster. Ew. Uh, so recommend Tully. I saw All the Money in the World. Have you seen that? No. That was good, man. That was the story. Ridley Scott directed it. Oh, that's the one where they they cut out Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which, now that I've seen it with uh, Christopher Plummer plays uh, John Paul Getty, the original John Paul Getty, I can't imagine Kevin Spacey in that role at all. Yeah. He's too young, first of all. They would have had to age him up, which it's just silly. Yeah. When you've got Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Who's great. Do you think he was like on the on the short list already? Or they just kind of like had to like scramble? I don't know. You know? I'm not sure. Weird that it made so much sense. Yeah, yeah. It was a good movie though. You know, it's the true story of the kidnapping of John Paul Getty, I think the third, uh, in the nineteen seventies. This and is the Getty of like the Getty Museum and yeah, like yeah. Getty images and all that Getty stuff. Getty oil. Yeah. Getty, 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 Getty. Getty, Getty. Balthazar Getty. Getty. Bal- oh, right. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Uh, he was in Lost Highway. Yeah. I wouldn't feel too bad for him. He's a Getty. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know so, what I'm saying? Question. Do you, did you, what was the, what would the scope of the reshoots have been? Like based on seeing the movie? Uh, quite a bit. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's in a lot of the movie for sure. I mean, I just can't imagine they to get the continuity right and to get everyone back in place yeah, and yeah. all the sets and all the everything. I mean, what a what a shit show. Yeah, and that's the one that made all the news because Marky Mark got paid a lot of money for reshoots and Michelle Williams did not. That's right. And everyone got mad, even sort of at Marky Mark, who by all accounts from what I've heard is a pretty good guy. And he was like, I felt kind of bad for him because it wasn't his fault. He didn't know. He wasn't like, yeah, pay me a lot and don't pay her anything. Well, I mean, it's like their managers handle all that shit. Yeah, right? exactly. But when he he got so much grief, he donated his money, I believe, to uh, to some uh, woman's organization. Uh, I can't remember which one. But which I think was a good move. Sure. But I'm glad that it brought like, you know, shined a light on that shitty, shitty thing that they did. Absolutely. Because Michelle Williams is great. She's sort of, you know, sort of the lead of the movie in a way. Yeah, I'd love, I'd, love, I'd love to see it. Really good. Good heisty kidnapping sort of movie. Uh, I rewatched The Shining, which I got to say, watching that uh, with headphones on, with no distractions on a plane in the middle of the night, uh, 37,000 feet above the ocean, is a great way to see The Shining again for like the 10th time. Did you get the creeps? Yeah, and just I got to really hone in on it. 
with, like I said, no cell phones, no no anything, just me and The Shining in my ear holes. Very cool experience. It's funny. I watched um, the new Blade Runner movie on a plane, and it was really cool hearing that with headphones. Yeah, I bet. Because the soundtrack's so yeah, ethereal yeah. and crazy. And Had like, you already seen it? Or? I'd seen it in yeah. the theaters, yeah. But hearing it with headphones on really drew attention to some of the little details in sure. the score that, yeah. were, that were pretty cool. Headphones are the way to go, man. I always... I haven't done it in a while, but my my new album from favorite band, Ritual, was always lay down on the floor with my headphones, turn off the lights, lock myself in a room, and give it, I call it the headphones listen. Best way to experience music and movies. Absolutely. Uh, Deadpool 2, finally saw that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was funny. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Those are just really fun movies. Yep. So funny. Uh, I rewatched Avengers, the Infinity War, because why not? And then I watched a few documentaries. I watched the uh, Michael Caine documentary called My Generation that you would totally dig. And it's not – Michael Caine is sort of the host of the documentary. It's not just about his life, but it's about uh, London in the 1960s, late 60s, and what a hip-swinging place that was. And – uh, told through his eyes about him and uh, the Rolling Stones and Marianne Faithful and Albert Finney and like just the actors and the writers and the artists and the musicians. Was it just like Austin Powers? <laughs> well, it was very Austin Powersy. Nice. That was definitely that uh, era. But uh, highly recommend. And you get to hear Michael Caine. Michael Caine. For, you know, what? Uh, oh, my cocaine. My cocaine. That's right. Get your hands off my cocaine. He's so good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a documentary? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's Check called My sounds, Generation. Sounds great. It's good. Uh, identical Strangers is about these three identical twins separated at birth who meet uh, when they are 19 years old, these three boys. And so you basically, could you imagine being 19 years old, out of high school, and you meet another Noel? And then another null. Yeah, that identical would be, triplets. That'd be terrifying, or maybe comforting. I don't know. I could use a buddy. That'd it's be cool. a really interesting story, and it goes different places that you don't expect. I've I've heard nothing but amazing things about it, and it, and it is a. It sounded like pure fiction when I first heard it, but no, yeah, it is. It is it's very much a real thing that happened. It, it was a big deal at the time too. I think it was the maybe early 80s when it happened, and they were just, you know, they blew up. They were on every TV show and every magazine, and I think I sort of remember that a little bit uh, when I was a kid, but uh, very good. Identical Strangers. And then finally, Noel, I watched the Mr. Rogers documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and uh, cried on a plane. Did it pull on them heartstrings, Chuck? Oh, jeez. Have you seen it? No. God damn. So good. I don't know if I'm ready. It's really, really great. And it's it's so cool just to shine a light on that dude and the work that he did. And to top it off, uh, my buddy Scotty, uh, who has just appeared for the Close Encounters edition, he uh, did additional camera work on it. He did some of the interviews. So I got to see his name on the screen at the end. That's awesome. Which is always great. Way to go, Scotty. So that is uh, Movies on a Plane. That's what I watched, everyone. I think there might uh, – you also watched a lot of uh, Aussie Rules football because on the Virgin flights, they have classic matches, and I really got into that sport while I was over there because their playoffs, their finals are going on right now. Cool. It's really, really fun. You were not really uh, super into this is soccer we're talking about, right? No, 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 Aussie football. What is this? It is, it is sort of like a combination of rugby, soccer, and American football. What? It's, yeah. It's a crazy hybrid right there. It is, and it, it's... 
if you're an American used to American football, it's a little hard to follow at first. But as a sports fan, just intuitively, if you start watching it, you're like, all right, I sort of get the rules. And it's great. What what a wonderful sport. And I'm going to continue to watch here in America online. What's your outlet for it here? Oh, online. Exactly. Of course. You can watch anything online. You can watch anything online. Yeah, I know. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So, moving on to trope time. We're going to keep the tropes going, everybody, because on the Movie Crushers page, you are bringing it. And uh, there are, like, geez, 378 tropes here. So we'll we'll mention 10 or 15 of them. Uh, Aunt Rebecca, I love that. That's somebody's name on Facebook. When Do you say aunt or aunt? I say aunt. See, I say aunt, but everyone laughs at that now. You know what? Now that I'm now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm not sure what I say. Yeah, I don't have occasion to say it very often. Do you not have aunts? I do, but I just call her Betsy. Aunt? No, I say aunt. Aunt Betsy. Aunt Betsy. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't say aunt. That sounds very hoity-toity. It does, right? Yeah, I agree. I don't know why I said I said that. So this is Aunt Rebecca. When it's time for spontaneous romance, and the lovers move into a bedroom filled with lit candles. Not bad. Yeah, like that scene in the room. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's, God. That's the troopiest uh, 
embodiment of that trope that ever could be. Yeah, the, the tropiest trope. That's the thing, though, because Tommy Wiseau is Mr. Trope, and he, you know, that whole movie is yeah. full of, like, you know, cliches. Sure. And that is, like, one of the big ones. Yeah, that's all he knew how to do. There's also rose petals, I believe, in that scene. Uh, Everything's draped in rose petals. Yeah, yeah, which has literally never happened. Right. No one's ever done no. that. No. Who would do that? Or if you're moving in the bedroom for sexy time, you don't certainly don't stop to light candles. No. I mean, maybe if you're, like, preparing for, like, an anniversary romantic evening, you have the house filled with candles or something. But still, that just seems like a fire hazard to me. Yeah, and also a sure way to make sure you don't have sexy time is to pre-light the candles because then you'll get in a fight. And then, yeah, because you get in a fight, you're like, well, shit, I lit all these candles. Now we're in a fight. Now I've got to blow them all out. Yeah. (laughs) Dave Taylor says, Ditching school or work, and you get your picture on the paper or TV. What? I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, I guess the modern equivalent is like ditching school or work, and you end up posting something dumb on Facebook to let it set, let's, let's everybody know that you, you to get you, busted. Yeah, to get busted. I don't I know. I've never seen I think, that. Ferris Bueller, maybe. Maybe I, I can't think of an example. People should give examples with these. The the, the, the less uh, obvious ones, I would love to hear some examples. But I did see somebody say on the Facebook page, and does anybody else ever shake their fist at the podcast device when Chuck and Noel are not aware of a trope? Oh, sure. Yeah. And then I totally am. Yeah, yeah. Um, this maybe this is one. Yeah. So write in, let us know. Hopefully, people are shaking their fists at us right now. Uh, Joe Baumgardner says the bathrobe over pajamas trope. If you need a midnight snack or hear something go bump in the night or need to let in the cat, you must put on a bathrobe over your matching button-down pajamas. That's funny. That, that seems superfluous. It's like the yeah. you know, one or the other. Bathrobes go over the nude form. Yeah. I don't wear a bathrobe. Do you? I mean, I'm at a, at a hotel if I'm trying to pamper myself, maybe. Do you wear those? I get grossed out by those because really? I don't want my... My junk touching the terry cloth of another man's junk. You don't think they've been laundered properly? I don't know, man. I'm too I trusting. Sometimes. I'm too trusting. Yeah. But I mean, but if you feel that way, then why do you, do you even sleep in the bed? Do you just stand up all night? What do you? I sleep in, yeah, I stand up all night. Uh-huh. It's pretty cool. You sleep standing sleep up like a bathtub. horse. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, I do, but I do, I do, the first thing I do is I take off that top, uh, not sheet, but whatever the top quilt is. The duvet? Yeah, because I think they're, they, I don't think they wash those. Yeah, I think so. No, and hotels are just gross, man. You ever seen the the specials where they of take course. in the black light? Of course. There's sperm everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Just, uh, uh, you, know, you know where the, the most sperm is? Oh, Jesus. On the remote control? Yeah, on the remote control. Ah! Oh, God. No wonder I'm sick. You know that line in, uh, uh, Love Shack, glitter on the mattress, glitter on the something. On the highway? Yeah, you know what they're referring to? Semen? Totally. Glitter? you sure about that? Mm-hmm. Why glitter? I don't know, because it's, it's a little shiny. <laughs> like like the two-day-old snail trail shiny? Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, where are we going, Noel? Glitter everywhere, man. It's 9.30 in the it's morning. It's the Love God Shack, sakes. dude. <laughs> glitter on the highway. It's never going to be the same for you ever again, is it? No, it's not. Uh, you've ruined it for me. It's, it might not be true. So I heard somebody say it. All right. Joel Coleman says, ragtag bunch of friends. The smart one, the chubby one, the rebellious one, the beautiful one. Sure. I'm the smart, chubby, rebellious one. <laughs> well, I guess that means I'm the beautiful one. I guess so. How about that? That's the, that's the thing, though, Chuck. Between the two of us, we encompass a whole ragtag crew. That's right. We are ready for <laughs> adventures, my friend. Oh, let's do it. Uh, Sarah McNitt. I love that name. 
says, I'm pretty sure that uh, pretty sure that no high school dance I went to ever had punch. But every high school dance in every movie has a big bowl of punch to spike. No way. I've been to punch punch parties. Have you been to punch parties? Yeah. Punch uh, dances? Yes. And a lot of, and, and and you know what I remember and very fondly is they would have a big old floating hunk of orange sherbet in them. Oh, delicious. Yeah, and it was a soda-based punch, so it was a little fizzy. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what Emily does is she makes a uh, fuzzy navel punch for events that's uh I think it's orange juice and uh, peach schnapps. And then she f- she makes these – she gets a bunt cake a ring pan, and she cuts orange slices. Everybody, this is like serious Martha Stewart advice here. She gets like a bunt cake pan and then puts water in it and puts in little orange slices. That freezes into a delightful uh, frozen O-ring full of oranges, and she puts that to cool down the punch. And it floats much like your sherbet does. Very, very tasty. I bet. The ladies love it. You have to invite me to one of these soirees one day, Chuck. I will. You know what? You're on the uh, Christmas party list just like that. Sweet. Although I don't know if we're having one this year because we're moving out of our house next week to renovate it. So we will literally have Christmas in a rental home this year. Maybe we'll have a party there. You should. Trash the place. Uh, Mark Phonum or Foxnum. But I bet it's phonum. Says, gun goes off. Everyone is fine. But wait. Someone looks down, and a spot of blood slowly starts growing. Of course. Of course. How do you know you're not shot? That's the thing. It's always like you the realization that I'm shot, whereas in rea- reality, you'd be like, fuck! I'm shot! I'm shot! Well, do you think it might be like a like a, like a shock kind of thing? Maybe, you know. Like Maybe. The, the, you know. Or like, did I just get pinched? Yeah, exactly. I wonder what getting shot feels like. It probably feels worse than getting pinched. I'm really curious. I don't want to get shot. But I've always been one of those people that wanted the experience of something, even if it wasn't pleasant. Yeah, do you want to tase? So I know what it's like. Do you want to tase each other? You know, when I was younger, I might have done something stupid like that. Yeah, I would do shit like that. Like there was a, I remember one time, that it wasn't a BB gun, but it was some sort of a gun that shot something pretty hard. And everyone was shooting it and wondering how bad it hurt. And so I said, shoot me. And I lifted up my shirt and someone shot me with it. And it hurt. But I knew then, you know. I liked having that first person, that visceral knowledge. It's important, Chuck. It is. It's important for growing as a, as a person. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Muhammad. Uh, man, everyone has much better names than we do. Muhammad Day, not sure if this has been shared yet, but anytime a gang of bad guys attacks the hero, they always fight him one or two at a time. You have the numbers, guys. You should gang rush the hero. Yes, that is for sure. They just sort of stand around. I feel like this has come up. It probably has. But it's good. Worth mentioning. And it's accurate. Yeah. And you know what? If we repeat these, it just means that they're, they, they fit the bill. That's right. All right, let's do one more here. Let's James Nordstrom says... Uh, diving helmets and space helmets must have interior lighting whose only apparent function is to illuminate the face of the user. Sure, because it's a movie and you got to see the face. You know? I really like the uh, the shot from inside the helmet. Oh, the... Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah. good one. That's a good one. Yeah, but he's got a point. Like, in real life, IRL, I doubt if 
they have a light like shining in your face inside the helmet. Yeah, that wouldn't be pleasant. Wouldn't be pleasant. If at anything, all. it would be like a head, like a work light, like one of those little head headband things you put on. You know, when you're like yeah, like a headlamp. A headlamp. That's uh-huh. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. All right, everyone, uh, we're going to finish up with stream this and comment card. Uh, I have been watching Ozark season two. Did you watch any of that? Season one? I didn't finish season one. It, it lost me. Um, really? I just, yeah, I, I didn't think it was bad. Sometimes I just. Sure. Sometimes I just like I drift. I Things drift fall away. away. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, I love it. Way in on the show. It's shot right here in Atlanta at uh, Lake Altoona. have a few friends that work on it on the crew there, and uh, apparently uh, Bateman is a great guy. My friend works in props, and and Bateman is, he's not the showrunner, but he directs a bunch of episodes, and it's sort of his his gig, and he said Bateman is just the shit. He said he's super cool, and like, if something needs doing, he does it. He doesn't sit around and say, oh, I need someone to come in and, and move that painting. Like, he'll just go do it. That's awesome. And, and it sounds like not a big deal, but when you work on movie sets and film sets and a director does things like that, it sends a big message to the crew that's just like, I'm just here to get the work done. And it's a good message. For sure. So, uh, it's, the a, sa- it's the same with podcasting, Chuck. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You just get the work done? Get the work done. That's right. 
Although I will just sit here and wait for you to pull the microphone over to my mouth. That's true. Which is our ritual. Yes. And then, and then that our, our ritual back massage. Yeah, and then sure. I, and I take the water bottle and hold it up to you so you can like suck a little bit and then swish it around and then that's I give right. you a cup to spit it into. Noel, I need an espresso sip. That's a, that's a uh, trope as well. The boxing uh, coach who takes the water bottle. Yeah. And suck. It's a trope because it happens in real boxing probably. Yeah. But, that, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's so much a trope as a depiction of real life boxing. But also it's like, I guess it's because they're wearing gloves so they can't, uh, they, hold can't the bottle. they can't hold the bottle. Yeah. So it's not so much a babying thing as it is just a functional thing. You're okay. probably right. I take it back. But uh, yeah, I'm into Ozark, man. I think it's good. I think it's, uh, it, it's not quite Breaking Bad good, but it's basically the same show. Uh, when you look at it at its at a macro point of view, do you think that's how they pitched it? They're like it's Breaking Bad in sure. the Ozarks, yeah, with money instead of crank, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that the words Breaking Bad were used in a pitch meeting at some yeah. point, uh, but it has that feel, you know, regular family who caught up like way over their heads with bad guys and getting into trouble and desperate to do something, and uh, I just dig it. So I've blazed through like. I think the first four episodes of season two, and uh, it's got me, man. I just dig it. I love Bateman. Laura Lenny's awesome. Uh, just great, great cast. I'll, have to, I'll, I'll revisit it. Yeah, I want to get, I'm dying to get Laura Lenny in here, man. She's just the best. Big fan of hers. And she's close by. Why don't people, no, we are surrounded by movie stars in this town now. I know. And they, none they, of they, them. They should be flocking. They should be flocking. The kitty is running dry, everybody. We have no guest on the horizon, so who knows? No, we we need to record. What's your movie going to be? Oh God, I can't say it here. All right, I don't. I don't even know. Well, stay tuned because that's that's coming, buddy. Oh gosh. Okay. All right, and comment card. Let's finish up with some questions from you guys to us guys. Uh, Eric Keith says, "Do you applaud at the end of a movie in a theater?" I personally get annoyed by it. Most likely there's no one in the theater involved in the making of the film. So who are you applauding for? Well, Eric, first of all, I think you're missing the point a little bit. They're, of course, you're not applauding the people that you think are actually in the theater. You're applauding the work of the artist. But I will say that uh, it doesn't happen much, but I have been to a few movies over the years where they are very, very special movies, anticipated, wonderful works of art, that sort of are more important maybe where people have clapped a little bit. And I don't think I did, but it didn't bug me. I think it kind of made me feel good. What about you? You ever, yeah. you ever been in a theater where people clap? I mean, yeah. You kind of like go with the room. And if, you know, I mean, I'll tell you when it happens too is, or when I definitely remember it happening was the first big Star Wars reboot, Force Awakens, you know, seeing that on opening night sure, with, I think, a, yeah, with, yeah, a, yeah. with a room full of yep. Star Wars geeks, you know, yep. that's, that's going to happen because people are just jazzed. And then, it's kind of cool. And then that music comes on, you know, yeah. and it's just like everyone's people just People clap at the beginning. They did clap at the beginning. That fucking scroll starts. They people are it. like, yeah. yeah. I like I, it. I, I have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Go, I mean, go into the movies. That's why you go. Yeah, don't to be experience an, with someone else. Don't be an asshole. Don't be annoyed. <laughs> Come on, guy. Oh, he's not an asshole. I'm just kidding. Tracy Fox says, uh, what's your guilty pleasure movie? One that you hate to love. Remember you used to ask that to guests, and then they always were confused and, yeah, and, and that's, that's bewildered by it? Some people hate that whole segment. They're just like, stop asking questions like that. Yeah. Get your own show. That's really? What I say. They do that? They say that to you? Yeah, people have said, I don't even like that segment. Don't even do that anymore. Oh, you mean like listeners? Yeah. Oh. That's all right. I thought you meant like the... 
the guests were like, Whoa. Are you, why are you asking me questions? No. Like, that's what that's the arrangement here. I can I can show, show them the door, Noel. That's yeah. how that would work. They can see it themselves. It's right there. It's a uh, so Tracy Fox says, Guilty Pleasure Movie. I don't... Geez, I've got so many of those. I can watch some kind of dumb movies a lot. Like, uh, what, what's that, uh, Dinner for Schmucks? Oh, yeah. That one was fun. Yeah, but I would say that's a guilty pleasure. That's not some great movie. I, the thing I remember most about that, isn't there a guy with like a vulture or a falcon or something? Yeah. I just remember that. And I yeah. remember Zach Galifianakis is like a weird magician or something. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I love that movie. That's all I remember. So I'm going to say that's mine. Do you have one that you can speak to? I don't know because, I mean, it, it would, I guess it would maybe be something like The Room, you know, but but I don't even really like The Room. I think it's so terrible I can't even call it that. But right. it would be something, I don't know, like Manos, The Hands of Fate, like a mystery science theater thing. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's hard. That's a tough one. I have a hard time with that because a pleasure is a pleasure. Why? There's no need to be no, – no reason to feel guilty about it. Yeah, agreed. John Taylor Wesley says, what is one – movie-making magic fact that you wish you didn't know. For example, sometimes I wish I'd never learned that actors often have to redub their lines in the studio and post-production. Uh, when I think about that, it instantly takes me out of the movie. You know, I'm trying to think of one that has sort of ruined things for me. I kind of like the process, though, so mm. even when I know about the little movie-making trick... I don't mind it. I'll tell you what ruined it for me. It didn't ruin it. It did for a little bit. But just the fact that they take scenes so many times and that they're like literally like these tiny modular little little moments yeah. that are then assembled together into this illusion of a continuous uh, yeah. a real exchange. Right. But they'll literally reshoot one line over and over and over yeah. again from different angles. And, like, I was a PA on a pretty small indie in L.A. years and years ago, and it was, like, a one-camera thing. So they would shoot, oh, shoot, Lord. shoot, 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 move the camera, yeah. shoot, 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 shoot. And it just I was just like, I want to die. Yeah. I, don't, I don't ever want to watch a movie again. Yeah, here's one that uh, people you don't want to think about because it will ruin things for you. So I'm going to tell you, a lot of times when uh, – they call it a one-shot. Like if you and I are having a conversation across from a table from each other, they will do what you call over the shoulders of each of us. In other words, the camera is over my shoulder looking at your face when you're talking, then over your shoulder looking at my face when I'm talking. Right. That's how they cut together a you know scene with two people talking. Uh, and a lot of times, the other actor isn't even there sometimes. You always say, think, well, there's just two people sitting down at a table talking. That's not always the case. Sometimes the actor isn't there, and they will just do one side of the coverage only. Mm -hmm. And you are the actor, and you're sitting there talking to sometimes someone on set, like a PA will just run the lines. Sometimes there's fucking nobody there. Another thing that's pretty easy to pick up on, actually, is when they do that reverse over the shoulder and the actor whose back is facing the camera is yeah. talking. It's pretty clear a lot of times that what they're saying, they're not actually saying. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. just the, 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 the way they hold their head yeah. or, like, the you can just tell they're not actually saying anything. Yeah, that it was dubbed. That it was dubbed or that it was from oh, sure. the previous take or something like that. If you like hone in on that, yeah. that's, that's a pretty clear one. Yeah, or and that's a trick, too, is they'll be like, shit, man, we need a line here because something's unclear. Do we have a shot of their back? So you can just throw a shot of their back and then throw in that line 
to like explain something that needed clarity. Yeah, and I was actually listening to Comedy Bang Bang, and um, Scott Ackerman was talking about he worked on some animated, or he punched up some script for some animated uh, movie, and how. They love um, throwing in extra jokes to punch up the script when yeah. it's a reverse shot of any th- creature or any character. Oh, interesting. That will use that as an opportunity to throw in some dumb joke. Huh. Good stuff, man. Scott Ackerman, hero to the podcasting world. Oh, no doubt. Uh, all right. Let's do one more here. Caleb Wyant says, what was the last movie you watched where you knew you loved it within the first half hour or so? Mine was probably What We Do in the Shadows. Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah, it's great. It's hilarious. God. I could watch that movie a million times and not get sick of it. So funny. Uh, Caleb Wyant, I don't know because usually like, I mean, within the first half hour, that's the first act. Like if you don't know by then, I, I would say the better question, Caleb, not to mansplain this, would be if you knew in the first like five minutes, mm. you know? I really loved the new Blade Runner within the first five minutes. Yeah. Like, I just like the whole vibe of it, the whole sound of it, the look. The, I, like, the I would not give a movie, a half, like, after 30 minutes, if I'm not liking it, I'm turning it off. Yeah, because that's the first of four, right? That's, like, the first quarter, basically, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. First third, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be out of there. I wouldn't leave the theater, but no, that'd again. Be a, that'd be a waste of money. All right, Caleb. Good question, though. Good questions, everybody. Thanks for chiming in. Uh, shout out this week to a few fave movie crushers who have been handling the uh, movie crushers Facebook page. Uh, Jill Hurley, as always, locking it down, taking care of business. Uh, we've had some incidences lately where there have been some not-so-nice fans on there, which is weird because everyone's generally pretty lovely. Really? Like what? Like trolling? Nah, I don't want to get into it. But uh, shout out to Jill and uh, Rebecca Robe, not Rube, it's Robe, and Vanessa Lopez. Uh, they're they're very active and a lot of fun on there. And my buddy, Stellan Carlson. Uh, I don't know where Stellan is. Uh, I believe he is somewhere in the uh, Norwegian, Swedish, Finnish areas of the world. That sounds right. At least that's what I'm gathering. Scandinavian. Yeah, I think so. Stellan, let me know where you're from, buddy. But uh, he's a cool guy, and he said that he is liking the mini crushes as much or more than the regular episodes. So it's always nice to hear. The good thing is it might be all mini crushes from here on out. Jeez, it may be, unless some people start uh, emailing back. By the way, I think, uh, well, no, I'm going to not jinx myself. Okay. But I've got, I got a couple in the works. Fingers crossed, buddy. All right, everybody. Thanks for chiming in. Uh, go to the Movie Crush or Movie Crushers Facebook page if you want to get involved and hear your name uh, on the air. So, uh And we appreciate the participation. I appreciate you, Chuck. And I appreciate you, Noel. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.